Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Auto Central, South Africa's number one motoring podcast. My name is George Mini, and as usual, joined this time in studio in by Wandi Lesishi. How's it, Wandi? Have you had your jabs yet? I got, yeah, I got my first jab, gave my next one in about a week or so, oh. so I'm about to be... Super, super vaxxed up. <laughs> You're gonna be vaxxed up. <laughs> oh, well, I've had, uh, I've had both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which I'm super happy about. Cool. You're telling me, yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, Has your you life know. changed? Is everything grass <sighs> a little bit greener? Well, you know what you got to try and do is you got to try and not let your life change too much yeah. because it's so important to be safe and you know, <clears throat> it's still out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. you know, we're still one and a half meters apart. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's still important to be to be safe, and uh, yeah. I think uh, not losing sight of that is a, is a good idea. But um, and it allows us to be in the studio again. So it, you know, yes, it allows us to be <laughs> yeah. here, and you know that's the most important thing. Numbers are coming down. We've you know had the jabs. Today's show we're calling recharged. Yeah. Episode, yeah. Um, because we have a car with very nice grill in studio. Um, yeah, you know, I, once again I'm going to defend my BMWs and say we're not the only ones with big grills. As you can see, it's a thing, and it looks nice. No, this girl looks really nice. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, what is the blue pe- the blue part on the uh, on the uh, logo or the the badge mean? Well, this is a hybrid. So, um, in in spirit of this episode being the recharged episode, we are will be reviewing an an actual hybrid, um, and one which I hear is pretty good. So, I'm excited to hear what Chad is in store. For us regarding it, you know, w- w- when somebody says the word hybrid, I think of like the mixture of genetics. Is it not kind of the same same thing? Like Dolly, Just, Dolly the sheep. Yeah, is it not um, kind of... Well, Dolly the sheep was a clone, wasn't... wasn't no, no, it was genetic and... I don't modified, know. yeah. What, no, she wasn't modified. She was cloned. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, as in, you know... Like GM food. Like yeah, the terrible things that scientists do. Like, you know, create a bunny with glowing fur. Well, this is a, a, a car with glowing... With a glowing... I guess engine. So okay, I can't wait to talk about it. So this is the recharged episode, and uh, later on we'll have Chad Lakoff into the studio uh, to review this 2021 uh, Corolla hatch hybrid, and uh, and I suppose uh, that's apt for um, what the discussion is going to be about in a second. And then very lastly, we'll get into uh, answering some questions from our Ask Auto Trader platform. So um, yeah, what do you think uh, in terms of the car, or in terms of hybrids in general? Because I think. Um, those are two. I have two different opinions regarding that. Okay, so this is a hybrid, and it's a car, and it's a Toyota. So I feel about the car. I don't know yet. We'll hear what we'll hear from Chad. How I feel about hybrids, though, is I'm not sure if they're still necessary anymore. Um, in South Africa or worldwide? Globally, more so globally than is in South Africa. I think in South Africa they they still have a place here. Um, you know, as things sort of get to the point where we can start affording EVs and they're a little bit more accessible, I think they have a place here. But globally, I'm not sure if they are necessary. And I think, you know, global demand is going to really impact, you know, local demand. So we'll see how that goes over time. Well, um, you know, so, so, so let's just kind of understand what a hybrid is yeah, or isn't. Define, yeah. Um, you know, there's, uh, there seems to be a lot of misunderstanding. I, I, I mean, I, I had my car washed the other day, my, my iPace washed. The other day at a car wash, and you know, even although it's an electric car, I still got to wash it. Um, um, and stopping the car, getting out, and yeah. uh, uh, the owner of the car wash, you know, came to me yeah. and said to me, uh, "Is this a hybrid?" Even although it says EV four hundred on the back, is it a hybrid? I said, "No, no, no, it's for electric." He says, "Got no engine." Mm. 
I said, no, it's got no engine. He says, he couldn't believe it. I popped the bonnet, showed him there's no engine in this thing. Um, and, uh, um, and, and I think there's a misconception or the, or, or misunderstanding a misunderstanding yeah. of what an EV is. Yeah. Now, so you get electric vehicles. Hybrids are not electric vehicles. 100% they're not electric because this is, I think a lot of people, including myself, you know, doesn't know the full so, sort of scope of. So, so to really kind of push the push the point home um battery electric vehicles that's an ev that's a full battery electric that that's really what an ev is is a battery electric vehicle okay? it's only driven by it's electric only driven power. by an electric motor yeah. with batteries usually in the floor of the car yeah okay, okay. um where's hybrids where's hybrids on the other hand um are not full electric vehicles. They've got engines. They've got petrol-driven engines in them. Okay. okay. Now you get two types of those too. You get those that are apparently in series and those are in parallel. Now, series hybrids, uh, Chad tells me, <laughs> are those like the i3 Rex, which isn't, um, uh, isn't around anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're still around the roads, um, but apparently they're, they're being discontinued. So they're been, not making yes. them. Yeah. So now what, what the series is, is um, a petrol engine charging the batteries and the electric motor still propelling the car forward. So okay. effectively the engine is like a charger or yeah. a generator inside the car. It's internal combustion engine. That internal is Internal combustion engine yeah. generator inside the car. And then you get... The parallel. The parallel, which is the one so that's in studio, yeah. yeah. Where you, the, the, the wheels can get propelled by either the petrol engine okay, or the electric motor. Okay, so you can kind of decide depending on what's, what's going on. Well, some you. cars have, give you the ability to push a button yeah. uh, to decide. Like, for instance, I think some of the BMWs, the uh, i8, yeah. you could go in full electric mode yeah. and, uh, and only uh, be driven by the, uh, by the electric motor. Um, but some cars just do it dynamically and automatically. So that's yeah. series and parallel. This is a parallel hybrid. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the thing that I'm like wondering though is you've got a lithium ion battery. <laughs> yeah. Hear me out. You've got a lithium ion battery. Yeah. You've got a tank full of, of petrol. combustible petrol. Yeah. What does it make your car? What does that make? <laughs> Uh, anyway, but I'm pretty sure that they're uh, they're safe. Uh, you know, the batteries are encased in um, yeah. um, in safe things. So well, uh, the thing is, hybrid hybrid cars have been around pretty much as long as cars have. I think you were actually telling me that one of the first cars were actually fully electric. Um, so this is not necessarily new technology. It just hasn't been at a point where people can start buying them and have you know the same experience that they have with you know what we now know as internal combustion engine. But well, the I, first hybrid was the uh, Lona Porsche, eighteen ninety nine. It was uh, yep. it was designed Back right. In the day, yeah. I mean, I don't know why the name Lona. Um, I think it means something. It means um, always alive. Well, the car was called Semper Vicus, which means um, always alive. Um, so um, I think Lona was the the guy's name, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he worked for Porsche or something. He started Porsche. Um, but yeah, the the first one comes from the eighteen ninety nine eighteen ninety nine. So super old technology, and it's just become to a point where it is today. But I'm not sure if um, where it is today is exactly where we want it to be or where they thought it would be, at least. Yeah, I mean, is there a place for hybrids in South Africa? Possibly, possibly. Yeah. I, I think Toyota is 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 betting on the hybrid because they don't have full battery electric vehicles. Um, yeah, I mean, 
They will soon. Um, and I think specifically in South Africa, we have seen that they've injected quite a lot of like money um, into their, their plants yeah. um, to produce hybrid vehicles. So I think they are betting it. I'm not sure globally what they, what they plan is, but definitely in South Africa, I think they've identified that we, we may have a, a middle step where, you know, there's a market for, for these hybrid yeah. vehicles. Yeah. So, so I mean, let's just kind of like look at the hybrid vehicle in, uh, um, in like seeing as it's standing here in the studio. Um, you know, hybrid vehicles exist in Formula One cars. Yeah, they're hybrids. Effectively, they're hybrids, yeah. they can be incredibly quick and incredibly efficient. Yeah, um, but it doesn't solve the green problem, the green uh, house gas problem, because you still got this internal combustion engine inside the vehicle, right? What specifically in F1 cars or no no like no generally in, general? in hybrids? So, I mean in F1 that, cars that are worse my, because well, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think honestly, I think that's what one of the boxes that a hybrid vehicle does tick. For someone who I think we'll get into some of the details later, but someone who's kind of afraid of range anxiety, for instance, um, something that we've identified quite extensively in South Africa is you know something that we're trying to deal with. But there's 300 charging stations stations in the country. There shouldn't be range anxiety. But at the price point that hybrids do come at, yeah, maybe a price. That's a price issue then. Then you get the range anxiety ticked off, um, and you can be you can hold your roses and be like I'm I'm fighting the the green fight. I, but um, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I buy that with a hybrid though. It's still got a petrol engine. And it depends what you're doing with your hybrid car, and that's where I think the difference is. But that's where plug-in hybrid becomes a little bit more, a little better. bit like a little bit greener, yeah. if you were to call it. Because yeah. you can't tell me that a non-plug-in hybrid is greener for the environment because all the energy going into that battery, yeah, it's just fossil fuels, right? It's fossil fuel. Yeah. Well, and in an, in, a, in an inefficient way because okay, that was my question: Is it going to be more efficient if it's charging the battery versus if it's just going to power? Well, you know, we know we all know that internal combustion engines are thirty percent efficient. Yeah. You know, the power that it produces versus the uh, the you know the rubber hitting the road and propelling the car forward. Yeah. So if the petrol engine is driving the the wheels on a hybrid, is it as efficient? As just going full ice or. Or electric. So when it's driving on electric, yes, it's going to be efficient. But what's charged that battery has been an inefficient, antiquated block of metal that has 2,000 moving parts. So now you've got the complexities, and I don't want to diss hybrids because I think there's a place for them, but uh, now you've got the complexities of an electric vehicle as well as the complexities of a car with thousands of moving parts. Mm. Or am I missing the, the plot when it comes to hybrids? I mean, it's, I'm not an expert in, in, in this, but, um, you know, to that point, I think it does have its place. So for instance, there has been research being done on, on hybrid vehicles, specifically in long way highway driving stints versus, uh, city driving stints. And they found that, you know, in a hybrid, I mean, on a highway sort of scenario, hybrids aren't the best. Um, in fact, rather just go ice if you're going to, if efficiency is going to be your number one. Why, why would that be? I, I would have imagined, you know, with my, with my Jaguar I-Pace, right? Uh, what the th- one thing I've learned is yeah. that the, the opposite is true when it comes to efficiency. High-speed driving gives you less uh, kilometers per unit of energy, for, for lack of a better word. Uh, uh, city driving gives you more uh, uh, efficiency when it comes to a, a unit of energy. Yeah. Uh, with an ICE vehicle, the faster you drive, the more efficient the vehicle is. It could be the type of hybrid that you have. So I think if you're in the market for looking for hybrids, it's really important that you kind of weigh up these, you know, and see what the pros and cons are. Because like you said, they're not the same thing. Mm. 
how they're going to deliver the power is going to be very different. Um, and you need to be very specific. It's not just a hybrid car anymore. There's, you know, there's different types that are going to meet your specific needs. So depending on what you're trying to do, you know, that's when you need to go and, and find out these nuances or else it's going to be different. Well, I mean, I would imagine that a hybrid is incredibly fuel efficient. Um, you know, we can hear from Chad just now, but yeah. uh, uh, I would imagine a hybrid is incredibly fuel efficient from a, an, an electricity energy point of view because that's very, yeah. very uh, cost effective. But then, um, but then from a fuel efficiency point of view as well because you've got this electric system mm-hmm. really helping the petrol engine if you want to look at it that way too. So I would imagine that you, 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 you're you going to bring down the costs of, of motoring in a hybrid and even more so uh, in an electric vehicle. So you can't tell me that a hybrid is less efficient than a full ICE vehicle. I think it has to be more efficient. What, in the highway? Well, no, I mean, I'm, just, the, I'm speaking the, from research here. Research yeah. is saying that it's not the case. Well, uh, on hi- maybe highway on driving. On highway driving yes. specifically. But within – no, nobody, city, only, nobody only drives highway, right? No, no. Yeah. And in fact, someone who's going to buy a hybrid is more than likely going to be used predominantly for just city driving, going to work, going to go to the shop, fetching the kids. It's not going to be like I'm, you know, I'm trying to break records here going to, to Cape Town from, you know, on one charge. It's very specific. Um, and that's where I think they, they do have a really good place now. And on top of that, the price of hybrids are getting so low. Mm. It shocks me. I didn't think that they would be so cheap. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens after. And I think that's what Toyota's like, you know, yes to Well, Toyota's betting on, uh, betting on the hybrid, which, uh, you know, any time will tell whether, whether uh, you know, they've bet on the right thing. Um, and I suppose a couple of other things is the insurance costs of, uh, of hybrids are higher. Um, not in South Africa. Uh, this research, this research comes out of the US. Um, and, um, and very susceptible to cold or hot weather. What about your EV? How is the, the price of insurance? It's, we briefly touched on this. Has it changed? Expensive. It's more expensive. It's more expensive, and that's because of what? I, I, generally, I just think it's the cost of the car. The car, okay. the car's just you know in a in a in a category. I'm that. I mean, it's 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 an expensive vehicle. So let's take a, a car around the same price. Do you think it's still going to be a little bit more expensive because of parts? Maybe like, is there a reason why it would be? So uh, let me put, let, let's put it this way: It's going to be more expensive to insure a GTI then it is <laughs> the same shape yeah. that is not a GTI. And, okay. and the reason for that is because the car is high performance. So in, insurers mm. uh, put a premium on high performance vehicles. Now, what is an EV? Yeah, well, I High mean, performance vehicle. Yeah. So I don't know if it's got, it's, it's not got to do, it's got to do with the, the, the risks that the insurer puts um, on the car. So I, I, I think it feels like it's more expensive, to be honest. Yeah, okay. but you know what? Your 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 final point on uh, on range anxiety. So range anxiety goes away. I don't think there needs to be range anxiety in South Africa. Not uh, anymore with EVs. Yeah, not anymore. But the hybrid takes that off the table totally. Exactly, exactly. Um, one thing that we kind of speak of is what happens when you're at home and you have you've forgotten to charge your car. A hybrid will sort out that quickly. I've never forgotten to charge my car. You know, um, that's that's <laughs> true. Some of us aren't as uh, as chippers. <laughs> It's like so, running out of fuel, not stopping at the filling station. How many of those do you see? Uh, yeah, it's, anyway, it's, let's uh, let's get our expert journalist Chad Lakoff into the studio uh, to give us some of the lowdown on this 2021 uh, Toyota Corolla hybrid. Welcome, Chad, back uh, back to the studio again. Yeah, you, nice to uh, be back here in the studio and uh, mixing it up again, and to have the car in. It's always that good to have that. In. Yeah, it's always that good to have a, a real car. 
Definitely. Yeah, a virtual one. Then a virtual one, yeah. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, our expert journalist Chad Lakoff uh, in studio with us today to review the 2021 Toyota Corolla Hybrid. Now, first question, Chad, is, um, you know, Wandy and I were talking before this about uh, the impact on the environment and, uh, you know, there's still a negative impact with hybrids. Um, what is the impact to the environment of a hybrid versus an ICE vehicle? Let's not go hybrid versus EV because we all know what the answer to yeah. that is. Yeah. Hybrid versus ICE. Taking away the manufacturing process is required because I mean that's a, that's a hotly that's debated. A thing, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a hot, yeah. that's a totally different topic. It is more uh, kinder to the environment. So grams of CO two produced per kilometer, the regular two liter with an auto gearbox comes in at one thirty seven grams per kilometer. This is only at eighty one. Okay, so it is so it is greatly reduced. Cleaner. Believe it or not, this is even better than the Prius. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I suppose a, the a, Prius is old tech, old methods. The, the Prius has also been recently updated. Yeah. But um, the technology that they plumbed into the Corolla is ever so slightly different. They, they've mm. tweaked it a little bit and just refined it a bit. Um, so the Prius comes in at 87. Mm. It's 81 for the, for the Corolla. Well, so, at least, I mean, at least they're getting better. And, uh, you know, so the... Um, the, 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 electric, the electric part or the electric motors and battery on this car... Uh, uh, allows them to do what with the engine? So they've managed to make it an Atkinson cycle engine, which it's getting really technical, but basically they effectively leave the intake valves open a little bit longer so that on the compression stroke of each piston, it's blowing some of that charge or that some of that air back out into the intake and reducing the overall compression ratio. Um, it's still got the same length power stroke, but it's, Greatly reduced because compression ratio is now bearable. And so I suppose if I had to kind of like sum that up in my own layman's terms, what it means is the car is producing less power because it's supplemented by the electric motor. Correct, yes. So they've purposefully made it produce less power. They have, yes. To reduce the emissions – so because of the electric, because they know that they can, because yes. it has this, the 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 supplementary power coming from the electric motor. Very clever, very clever. Sorry, Wendy. Yeah, we were having a little bit of discussion in regards to. I mean, we I, I think we didn't really answer the question of, of if hybrids are still necessary in twenty twenty one. I think we're leaning towards yes in South Africa specifically. But something that we did speak about is in terms of efficiency um, in city driving versus in like highway driving. Do these new, specifically these new hybrids, do they kind of solve some of the issues which were seen earlier. Well, let's talk to the Toyota Corolla specifically because you've yes. given this car. Yes. Now, right? um, no, with this one, um, because, and it, once again, you were talking about series and parallel and the likes. Um, it largely depends on the type of hybrid drivetrain. Okay. So the PHEVs will generally have a... PHEVs, people, just plug in plug hybrid. In hybrid electric yep. vehicle, yeah. Yep. PHEVs, plug in the hybrid electric vehicle, generally have a much greater range um, from the the battery source from the electrical and they can generally do higher speeds so because you probably got bigger battery you can put an external source of charge correct, into it yes, yeah so that is now the sort of real bridge over into full ev yeah whereas this is much better suited to somebody who comes from traditional ice motoring okay um the, the, there's no change in your lifestyle slight change in your driving habit but there's no change in your lifestyle you have to when plug it, comes it in to at it. home you don't you yeah. can't plug it in at home true because it it's just uses regenerative braking it uses coasting braking friction braking to and of course the petrol engine to charge up the batteries you don't need to worry about that battery at all it's going to do its own thing yeah you can switch it into a full ev mode if you really want to can you switch this into full ev you can but okay. then you're only going to be able to use 
10% of your throttle and 60 kilometers an hour. Ah. Whereas on a PHEV, you can set it and it will stay in that um, EV mode and you can allow you to use a lot more throttle, about 40 to 50% of your throttle. Yeah. And you're going to be able to do about 110 or 120 kilometers an hour, which makes it What about the range when you're in full on uh, electric power in this? 25 Ks. It's not something okay, that they so really yeah. advertise as such because it's not meant to be driven in pure EV. It's meant to be used as a hybrid all the time. Just to be more efficient. Just to be more efficient. Um, so, I mean, mild hybrids will use uh, stop-start technology and they'll cut the engine and go over to EV mode when you're coasting or decelerating, something of the sorts. This takes that a step further. It's going to yeah. use it on pullaways, um, maneuvering around parking lots and that type of thing. Um, and then it's going to supplement the petrol engine when it comes to wide open throttle because then you're going to use 100% of both yeah, both uh, power sources or drivetrain sources to power the wheels. Um, it fills in the gaps. It basically puts takes an electric engine and it fills in the gaps where the petrol engine isn't really necessary. So when you're coasting along, it was rather strange because you'll be coasting along not at highway speeds. Highway speeds will see the petrol engine running. Yeah, of course. Time, but it's running super efficiently, so you really don't need to worry about that. But let's say you're doing 60, 70 k's an hour and you're coasting along, and it's rather strange because you can see your speedo needle sitting at 60, 70 k's there, but your tachometer is zero. Zero, yeah. Because it's switched off the petrol engine and it's just yeah, coasting, it's just coasting using the EV now. Um, so that's rather nice. And it's instances like that where it starts to add towards the savings. I mean, they claim a fuel consumption figure of 3.5 liters per 100 and on the what did you get? I'm sitting in high fours at the moment. Okay, and it's still really but, good. It's but I also really haven't really modified my driving style. I'm driving it like normal yeah. because I want to see now what is what is the real world. Because yeah, but you've you got to, you, I mean, you, you, you have yeah. to. So, three point five is a little optimistic. Um, you can get it. I mean, we've taken a we've taken a Prius to over a thousand three hundred kilometers on a single tank and charge. But you were trying to. We, no, we, no. no, we were just driving it. We drove it down to Port Shepston and then we drove it back and we got stuck near Marion Hill on the way back, mm. which was pleasantly surprising because we thought we were going to get stuck somewhere between Port Shepston and Durban. Out of interest, if you run out of fuel, can you drive it like 20 k's an hour? No. We drove it. Eventually, the petrol engine died and it used the electric charge that was in the battery and we continued using that. Admittedly, we only got a few minutes out of that. And it, I think it reduced us to 100 k's an hour or something of the sorts. But we used that and then we completely depleted it, grabbed the jerry can, threw that fuel in, cranked it a few times, boom, started, started up again. Up. There we go. In terms of your experience inside this hybrid versus just the normal ICE vehicle, um, is there any big differences here or are you going to get the same experience? So somebody who's used to the ICE version of the Corolla are they gonna be like oh this is familiar this is um yeah that's largely i think why this car actually exists is because yeah. it's a little less left field and a little less absurd um or quirky let's put it that i'm not gonna say absurd sorry i'll take that back uh, <laughs> a little less quirky than the toyota prius yeah but this uses largely the prius's drivetrain it's just in a more familiar package mm. and this is so understated yeah people see it and they go it's a corolla yeah, yeah, they yeah. really need to look and see the blue tint to the badging and the hybrid badging to be able to say, oh, oh okay, this hybrid, actually yeah. is something different. So, I mean, I've just, I just looked up the battery capacity of this car, okay? And it's got a 1.3 kilowatt hour battery. It's hardly anything, eh? And, and, and I didn't kind of think of this question until now. Yeah. Is, I mean, my iPace has a 90 <laughs> kilowatt hour battery, right? I mean, um, it is I think a this monster. Battery's in the glove box. 
Really? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm just saying it's that small. Yeah, one point three kilowatt hours. So, so you you I really think I've got that in my phone. You probably <laughs> do. I mean, I mean, I wonder what the iPhone's battery capacity is. A couple of couple of thousand milliamp. Yeah, probably. Um, but that means you you can't really. I mean, if I have to really do the maths here, my mm. iPace does. Uh, my iPace does. Call it 350 k's on 90 kilowatts, right? Yeah. So that means it's 3.8 kilometers per kilowatt. So if I take that same ratio multiplied by 1.3, you're going to get 5 k's out of this battery. Sounds about right, but it's continually charging. Mm. Every time you brake, it charges. Every time you accelerate, it charges. Every so I'm just trying post, to I'm trying to charges. figure out in my head where the efficiency in the hybrid actually comes from. Filling in the gaps. Because effectively, at a 1.3 kilowatt hour battery, the petrol engine's really running that car. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's doing that all the time. It's charging it at the same time. Yeah. Yes, it's charging at the same time. So is the efficiency because of the conversion of energy into electric and that electric conversion into an electric motor? Is that, is that the reason that the combustion cycle and the power output of the petrol engine can come down? And probably too much of a technical discussion for mm. this show, but it's something worth looking into. I think, it used I, to. I think it's a combination of all these factors. It's a combination of the instances where the um, petrol engine isn't used. Yeah, that aids in the overall efficiency. Overall efficiency. Overall of the efficiency whole thing, yeah. of how much mileage you can get out of a tank. Yeah, because as soon as it's off, it's off. Exactly. You're not. You're not Five using, later, and you're, you're not using a drop. Yeah, but let's say. In ideal world, five k's later, it's firing up again, and it's partially charging the batteries. Yeah. And you're going to, and we did this experiment with the i8. We drove it in sport mode, for, and this is where hybrids actually made Sense. first first clicked with me. Yeah. Was we put it into sport mode, and we just drove it normally. We were on the highway, and uh, we drove it for about twenty minutes or so, and it charged the battery up, and then I switched it over into full EV, and I did the same hundred and twenty kilometers an hour, and I was like, wait, that makes sense. I'm now being propelled, I'm doing this next 20 minutes of my journey on the power that I generated Whilst 20 minutes earlier. Nice. Yeah. Well, isn't it? So So now, I, I mean, I'm really just thinking on my feet and, um, and you know, the, 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 and maybe this is a whole different show we can get Chad in on is, is, is the, the petrol engine, um, uh, part of a car or the petrol engine vehicle is so inefficient. You know, you only get 30% of its power to the wheels because you lose it process. through the gearbox, through yeah. the drivetrain, through heat. Th- through heat, through all that stuff. Okay. So now think about it this way. It's the petrol engine yeah. is directly attached to the charging system and it doesn't have to go through drivetrains. It's losing less of its energy. Yeah. And that energy is being produced more efficiently through a battery and electric vehicle system? Once again, I want to say yes and no, um, because they, they give the engine as having an output of 73-odd kilowatts, I think it is. Um, I stand on a correction. Um, but then the electric motor has a total power output of 53 kilowatts, yet the total output of the vehicle is only 90 kilowatts. It should be in the region of 120 but it's because of the planetary system that yes. it's going through. Well, that, that Atkinson it, system you spoke about. Not only that, I mean, that would be the, the 73 would be the power that it produces, besides the fact that it's an Atkinson cycle. That would be the power that it produces. But I think a lot of it is being lost through the charging system as well. Mm. That at the end of the day, there's only 90 kilowatts on offer. But maybe that charging system combined. is more efficient than the petrol engine in a regular vehicle. And that's where the gain I think, is. I think it would have to be. <clears throat> exactly. So let's go seven years ago. Um, buying a hybrid was almost like buying an EV today. Um, it costs you an arm and a leg. Yeah. Um, that was one of the reasons why they weren't 
in so much demand in South Africa. This was years ago. Battery technology as well. Yeah, so it's just not there. That's it. Just really wasn't there. Yeah, and it's getting there, and that's why this can actually be better than the previous. Yeah. How much are we looking at here? Because it sounds expensive now. It's efficient. It does everything right. The nice thing that I'm kind of like pennies dropping for me for a hybrid is that 1.3 kilowatt hour battery, right? It's not super expensive. It's not super expensive if it goes. Because one of the big things with the, uh, with the early EVs and early hybrids was the deterioration of the battery. Yeah. Yeah. 1.3 kilowatts. Charging cycles. You You know, 90 kilowatts in my car is, is that entire floor is just battery. Yeah. And that's a very expensive part of the car. Whereas 1.3 kilowatts, you could probably do 10 years and then. So I, I, I do believe that that would give you a similar sort of uh, warranty or guarantee on the batteries. And usually it's about eight years yes. on this battery as they would with any other sort but of… But cheap to replace. Considerably, Cheaper to replace. Considerably. And yeah. if you consider the numbers that they're producing and selling of this, especially if it's Prius-based, yeah. you know, they are. It's, it is a volume seller. Kind of, like, kind of, kind of like this hybrid now that we've had this discussion, <laughs> to be honest. And we, we, we're squarely out of time. So what is this going for, Chad? I want you to guess. It's a mid-spec. It's an XS trim. So it doesn't have the leather upholstery. It doesn't have like a lane keeper system, blind spot monitoring. What would you be prepared to pay? Let me do, let me do the whole info, infomercial thing. Wait, what before would you that, be though, prepared to pay? Cheapest, cheapest fully electric vehicle in SA is the, the, the SE, right? The SE, right? yeah. At what, 560, 70 odd thousand? Six, 650. Uh, 650. 650. Yeah. So based on that, where, where do you put this? Based on that, and I mean, a, a Toyota Corolla for me would go for this Toyota Corolla in ICE version for me would go for in the region of mid 300s, maybe 400. Okay. Uh, I, I'm guessing a Toyota Corolla would go for that. Um, you know, maybe base level Quest would go for less at 250. Um, so I would put this, I would put this kind of somewhere between 300 and 450. All right. A little out of touch there. Not going to lie. Corollas <laughs> have become pretty pricey. The top of the range Corolla is yeah. 462,000 rand. Okay. <laughs> That's the two liter XR with an automatic gearbox. Apples yeah. for app, sort of apples for apples. You can't get this in the XR trim. You can only get it in the XS trim. 420. For a hybrid. For a it's hybrid. A steel. It's not bad. 420. Yeah, and that's cheaper bad. than the Honda Fit, which yeah. comes in at 480. Wow. Okay. It that, is the that changes my hybrid. completely on hybrids. It, cha- it is the cheapest hybrid available locally in South Africa until the Corolla Cross Hybrid launches. That'll be for another episode. Be even cheaper. <laughs> which is going to be about another oh. 7K cheaper. Okay. So very finally, Chad, your uh, score out of 10 for this 2021 Toyota Corolla Hybrid. You're not going to like this, but it's a 6. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking this hybrid up the entire <laughs> show. Now it's a 6. Why? It's a lovely vehicle, but it's not an exciting vehicle. It does what it says on the tin, and unfortunately, the tin is wallpaper paste. Uh. So it's really not an entertaining, engaging vehicle. It's got one thing in mind and that's to be efficient is this in a retrofitted no vehicle no 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 so this is this is bespoke it's uh it really is sort of looks the same on the outside to me it does and i think that's where the appeal of it is it's um it's a less embarrassing prius it's a corolla it blends (laughs) into i didn't want to to chuckle (laughs) super popular people know what it looks like it's not it yeah yeah. and the fact that it's not plug-in and that you don't need to really change anything in your lifestyle. Yeah. But you get all the savings and the benefit. Yeah. That's what makes it attractive. That's what makes it interesting. And that's why it's still it's above a five. But there's just nothing super wow, nothing that we haven't seen before. It's just uh, a variation on a theme. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Our expert journalist, Chad Lakoff. Thank you very much, Chad, for uh, coming into studio and uh, uh, giving us the lowdown on this 2021 Toyota Corolla Hybrid. Uh, if you want to go and uh, check out other reviews done by Chad and our other expert journalists, go along to autotrader.co.za and uh, go and click on the news and reviews section and make up your own mind. Um, yeah. We've had an interesting discussion and yeah. uh, some of these are our opinions, um, but go and make up your own mind and um, you know see whether hybrid is good for you right for you, or whether you want to jump straight to battery electric vehicles. Agreed. My opinion is BEVs, um, but, uh, you know, some other people might have uh, some other opinions. So uh, thanks very much, Chad. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. See you next thanks, time. Uh, cheers. Well, uh, that was our expert journalist, Chad Lakoff, uh, in studio reviewing the 2021 Toyota Corolla Hybrid. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's completely changed my perspective on hybrids. Um, I think anyone who's in the market for a new car, just look and see what might be available to you because it could be for you. Um, six, a bit disappointing, but I think it's an eight for someone out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it swings and roundabouts at, at, yeah. at the end of the day. Well, everyday people send auto trader motoring related questions, all things car buying and selling. And so Wendy and I will now attempt to answer some of those burning questions from our Ask Auto Trader platform. What's the first question, Wendy? First question in theme of the recharged episode is about the Honda Insight. So Shabodians asked, I need advice on the Honda Insight hybrid. Is it risky to buy a five-year-old Honda Insight? Um, there's much talk about uh, the high cost of replacing the batteries um, and possibility of electronics failure. Well, um, Shabodin, is that how you say her name? His name? Shabodin. Yeah, Shabodin. <clears throat> Shabodin. I mean, we've just been speaking about, and if you rewind on the show, um, like a penny dropped in my head, 1.3 kilowatt hour battery year yeah. can't be that expensive, um, expensive to replace. And, uh, and most manufacturers, as you heard from Chad, give, you know, up to eight year warranties, sometimes 10 year warranties on yeah. the battery. So one, 0.3 kilowatt hour battery, battery shouldn't be your concern in a hybrid. It was always my concern in a hybrid, but now that I'm kind of putting two and two together with a uh, 1.3 kilowatt hour battery, yeah. it's really nothing. Yeah. So like, don't worry about the battery. So, uh, so, um, unfortunately the Honda Insight's a slow seller in South Africa and, uh, and maybe it's because of the perception of hybrids up to now. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I mean, you saw a few on the site. There, yeah, there, there's, there's a few in South Africa for reasonable prices. So, no answer. Short answer is no. You shouldn't be too worried. You shouldn't be too worried about things, especially things like batteries. Yeah, um, you know, they, these these hybrids are pretty efficient. Next question. Next question is from Harness who's asked, um, Traden, um, I have a Hyundai Elantra 2017 model. It's been financed, and I and I want to trade it in for P Series commercial four x four. Um, then they've just stated their gross income. Um, and but what they've noticed is that at Haval, apparently they don't take trade-ins. So what should he do? Uh, well, Hannes, uh, first of all, we're not going to tell everybody what your gross monthly income is, but um, um, we checked with Haval, and it's not the case. Mm. Um, Haval, um, it, 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 it's unbelievable that Haval would not take a trade-in. I think it depends on uh, the dealership that you're going to, to or yeah. trying to trade in maybe some dealerships don't take trade-ins um but uh, remember oems like a vol and the dealership are separate entities the yeah. dealership actually operates on its own right as a franchise, as a franchise. dealership yeah. dealership and uh, and maybe the dealership you went to just doesn't take trade-ins as a dealership but it's got nothing to do with 
Havol not taking trade-ins. Yes, the OEM doesn't take trade-ins, um, but uh, it depends on the dealership you go to, I would, okay. I would guess. But most dealerships do take trade-ins because they have a second-hand car floor. Yeah, so there's no reason. Though there's First and foremost, you can. If you just go to a different dealership, you will be able to trade it in quite easily. Yes. Um, it just might depend from dealership to dealership. Correct. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a dealership that I know well, which is Avol Edenvale. And, yeah. uh, uh, and Avol Edenvale has, um, has a second hand car floor. Yeah. And, uh, um, I know that he buys cars from consumers. So, so if you've got a second hand car floor, you're, you're definitely in the pound seat. So go to Avol Edenvale. <laughs> go to Avol Edenvale. There's not, there's not an ad. <laughs> Next question's from Bandani. Of course it's an ad. <laughs> Next question's from Bandani <clears throat> who's asked, does Auto Trader sell Jeep parts? Okay, Auto Trader doesn't sell anything um, except advertising. So that's kind of the first answer. The second answer is uh, uh, in terms of having um, Jeep parts available or any parts available on our platform for that matter, the answer is no. Mm. Um, we, uh, uh, our customers are sellers of motor vehicles, uh, not sellers of parts, unfortunately. So uh, Bandani, really sorry, uh, we can't help you there. That's everything I have for you on this amazing show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, it, I suppose. And um, we will see you next time. And maybe uh, Hamilton hasn't won. (laughs) I doubt it.